Welcome to Abracadabra, Create What You Speak. I'm Ilan Azulai. I'm a spiritual mentor and a sound therapist for you who are ready to reclaim your power, to find your joy, to find that which drives you to bring out to the world with no fear and all with joy. This program is a program of empowerment. It's where I bring people, they bring their gifts to the world, they show what they do, they show how they express themselves to the world how their work is an empowering tool for others. And today I have the honor and the pleasure to bring uh, people that are doing a wonderful job in Israel. And um, the first one is Ofer Salomon. Ofer Salomon uh, is the founder of the nonprofit organization Soldiers of Gold, where him and his son, Eden Salomon, are taking care of Lone soldiers in Israel. Lone soldiers are soldiers who do not have families that come to Israel, immigrate from the States or from Europe to serve in the IDF, uh, or soldiers in Israel that don't have families, either orphan or they don't have the, the, the means to support themselves. And from the day of enlisting until four years after their service, Ofer and his large team of uh, volunteers, of uh, other ex-soldiers, of other citizens that are pouring their love and their support to these soldiers, that's what they're doing, providing for education, um, cars, um, laundry, house, house services, uh, apartments, uh, every Friday having a different person in the community cooking dinner for them, trips, yearly trips, just great things, really giving them a sense of home because they sacrificed their own home to come to Israel and to serve. And um, with him are also Segev Kenner and Yaniv Levi. Segev and Yaniv are two soldiers that immigrated from uh, the States to serve in the IDF. And they've uh, graduated. They uh, graduated. They were discharged from the army eventually. 
um, after their service and they were part of soldiers of gold and they had a vision. They had a vision that is called daytodayheroes.org. It is to show the heroic and the human side of the Israeli soldiers, something that we don't see, unfortunately, in the media because the media is biased. The media is, is really just seeking uh, for negativity and, and to show really things that are not as they really are. Now, not all media channels, but for the most part, that is how it is. And so they're here to, um, to show really the human side of each soldier of them as we're going to meet them. I hereby accept on myself the utterance, the due commandment of love your neighbor, your friend, in the same way that you express love to yourself. And the first is expressing love to ourselves so we can be light to the world. Hello, well, hello, Ofer, hello, Segev, hello, Eden, hello, Yaniv. Welcome, I'm so happy that you're here. How are you, everybody? Good, thank Great. you. How are you, Ilan? I'm wonderful, thank God. I'm, I'm really blessed and happy that you're here to share with everybody, really, this wonderful work and so important, so important work that, that, that you guys are doing, and hopefully we can get this to enough people to continue and make this change. So, Ofer, Ofer, um, raise your hand, Ofer, so everybody knows who you are. There is Ofer. Okay. So, Ofer is uh, Ofer started a nonprofit organization. It's called Soldiers for Gold, and he really takes care of soldiers from their enlist day of enlisting until four years after their service ended. And this is a wonderful thing. This is creating a sense of family, going on trips. Uh, just, a, just a wonderful overall thing. So, Ofer, thank you for being here. Thank you for all the wonderful work that you're doing for the IDF soldiers. And, and tell us about you. Tell us about how, how did you even come start up with this idea? First of all, uh, thank you for the opportunity to tell the people in uh, America the story of uh, our heroes. Absolutely. And Everything uh, starts as uh, usually I'm helping people in my city uh, by giving them foods and furniture and everything they need. So all the, the family that uh, need help knows that they have an address. Yeah. And one day... Uh, one of the people who know me told me that there is uh, four American uh, lonely soldiers in uh, an apartment in one of the the houses uh, here in Ota Sharon, mm-hmm. and they need the help. So I jump over there and I talk to them and uh, help them in what in all they needs, and then from there every everything is history. Mm-hmm. Uh, more and more lowly soldiers came to me and tell, tell me their problem and uh, I try to help them as much as I can and in four years of uh, um, doing things for the community and the lonely soldiers we grew up now we are 17 uh, 70 um, lonely soldiers that uh, our non-profit group take care. Mm-hmm. We gave them houses, we gave them cars, we gave them foods, 
every house we have 16 um, apartment that the soldiers are staying over there. Mm -hmm. Every apartment has a mama <laughs> that uh, cook for them a hot uh, meal. A hot Shabbat meal or any, 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 any meal, but usually Shabbat yeah. is a big thing. And it always tastes good. It's always tastes good. The challah tastes good on Shabbos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, on during the week, challah doesn't taste very well, but on, the, on Friday, exactly. it tastes great. <laughs> the Shabbat spices. The Shabbat spices, yes, yes. Yeah, so this is, these are families. You saw Yaniv when we spoke about the, the food of Shabbat, he's smiling because he knows <laughs> how much it uh, tastes. You know, yeah, and those, and I want to, and I want to, uh, to tell everyone that the, there are volunteers. So there are volunteers around the city, around Hoda Sharon, which is a little bit northeast of Tel Aviv. It's still part of Tel Aviv, right? Kind of, it's the district yeah, of yeah. Tel Aviv, right? And these are for soldiers that live and re, that reside in Hoda Sharon. It would be great if it would be for soldiers all across Israel, but hopefully with with everybody's help and with your help and. Um, more people are joining in. Maybe you could expand it later on to other cities. But uh, the people that are in Hodashon are actually coming together as a big community to support and to create and to cook meals. And if there are furnitures that they don't need, so they post uh, in the group of Yaniv and uh, the group of Yaniv and Segev, uh, the day-to-day -day heroes, and also in Soldiers of Gold, uh, they post the, the, the items that they that they want to give away and they're giving them away. So it's really a, a really big sense of family, community, family. Yes, of course. I cannot do nothing without all the helps of all the of people in Hoda Sharon. But the Takes a village. Yes, every soldier get a card that he can go around and he can get it for free. Uh, in the grocery, at the bakery, oh, wow. at the at the haircut, the 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 laundry, wow. the team, the pool, many many places in the city gave them a free entrance and uh, give them uh, food or drinks for free, and uh, it's we are we are try to to take care of our heroes, our soldiers, our lonely soldiers that leave everything uh, home in the yeah. state and, or in other country because we have a uh, um, lonely soldier from all the world and leave everything, can come to Israel to, to volunteer, to serve the army, to serve the country and we are uh, return love to that them. That is wonderful. That, that, that is so wonderful. You know, I don't know many places that I don't know a place that does it like that and I want to reiterate that this is not coming from the state of Israel this is a a private uh, vision this is his own vision of offer it's not sponsored by the state it is not it is not subsidized these are all from good hearts from hearts of good people from hearts like people like offer and all people that are coming together and even in the media putting things like this in the media everybody brings their own their own um, their own way of contributing. So this is why we're here also to bring this for you, so you can see that. I want to um, I want to reiterate about when you're talking about lonely soldiers, what that means. In Israel, there is a classification of uh, of soldiers that either they don't have families in Israel, like I said in the beginning, they either come from the states, or in Israel they, they are orphans, or if they're also if they are single, also if they are alone. Um, 
the only child in a family and are being sent to a, uh, to a far post, they're considered lonely soldiers. So that is the term of the lonely, what we're talking here. So, um, so offer, yes. So, so now we have, now you're doing it with Eden. Eden is your son, is the other, the, the guy with the white shirt on the other side. Hey, Ilan, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Eden? Great, thank you. Wonderful. Tell me, tell me, tell us about, about you a little bit, Eden. Um, so, my name is Eden. I'm uh, almost uh, 30 years old. I live in Hodo Sharon and I'm Ofer's son. Um, I started my uh, military service as an uh, academic officer. And I served in a few units. Uh, which is different from each other in their native. And I was lucky to meet wonderful people all over the, the um, IDF. Mm -hmm. And to see how great we are, how moral we are, how um, um, human we are, the, the IDF and its people. Mm -hmm. And during the service, I was um, very active in uh, pro-Israeli organizations mm -hmm. such as um, um, FATF, IAC, uh, IPAC, um, uh, AISH. And I started as a student uh, mm -hmm. in these uh, delegations and then as a group leader. And... When you're, saying, when you're saying Eish, you mean Eshat Torah? Torah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it started from birthright and then, you know, yeah. and I got to these uh, amazing organizations and I was lucky to meet uh, great people in all of the Jewish communities in different cities in the U.S., like New York, um, Miami, Washington, D.C., Los Angeles. And... You know, when we came to, to, to visit them, the, the communities and the people, and they wanted to, to hug, and uh, they wanted to hear our stories, and, uh, you know, they had the very uh, basic and, you know, um, banalic questions, like, what do you eat in the service, and, you know, how... Trivial questions, eat? like, yeah, 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 yes, yes. And it was so... Uh, and warm to see how uh, interested they was they were in us yeah. and how um, you know how much uh, love we got from them and I realized that the stories and the um, uh, and the connection with Israel is very important to them and then and it's a uh, and they don't have enough um, this uh, content to yes yes yeah yeah well you know this is this is really you are on a mission you know and and from many people that i know many jew uh, jewish people here in the states the idf is is uh, is a beacon you know it's a beacon in uh, in this crazy world and and oh yeah and the set right and the sad thing is that the pr that 
I don't know. Once Israel had a good PR, today I don't know what happened. But the IDF, uh, in many places, has a has a, not a very, very good connotation PR, and and people are not really familiar, and they think that the IDF are this and that, and 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 this is why you're here. You know, this is why you're here really to shed the light about 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 what's going on. You know, because you're talking about Esha Torah, for example. Even within the jury, and this is one of the points that I wanted to bring out. Segev, for example, maybe you can talk about yeah. this or Yaniv. There is Esha Torah, organization like Esha Torah, but then there is also a separation between the Jewish organizations within the in the diaspora. So you, you would think, one would think that, oh, Jewry everywhere are happy for the IDF and, uh, da, 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 and supporting, but it's not the case. It's not the case because there are, there are conflicts between the different Jewish streams in uh, in the states, like there is an organization, organization called Ben the Ark, or um, Jewish World Service. You know there are different, and and we're trying to reach all of them. We'll try reaching all of them, but there are different perspectives from all these organizations. So, and therefore the uh, perception about the IDF and whether they're important or not, or what they're doing is right or not, is all kind of skewed. And this is where day-to-day heroes come in right there's and, a big consensus about our hero in the FIDF big 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 consensus uh, no nobody can tell a, a bad thing about our army okay and when we bring in the story of the the, the heroes mm-hmm. of uh, Israeli defense forces mm-hmm by the way we are bring it natural that's right you without addition uh, yeah yeah i hear you i hear you you know i want to ask you about this this special story about this 14 year old kid uh that uh, um that you were telling about in colorado how all this story went but before that before that i really want to give uh, people a glimpse of what soldiers of gold gives to um, gives to the soldiers and this is a trip and this is a part of a trip that you took uh, a, a sailing trip you do trips uh, every so often I know there are hotels in Tel Aviv that are providing food um, and just a lot of great perks you know so here I, I want everybody to take a look at this this is really cool והשמש צועקת לכם, תתארגן. ואנחנו כמעט מוכנים. השיניים לא Oh, 
This was this was really wonderful this is really good tell me how how did you guys connect tell me about the story about connecting segev how did you uh connect with offer and i mean you started with soldiers of gold first of all right yeah it was uh, me yaniv and two other roommates we were the first soldiers of golden soldiers okay wh- where are you from so where are you coming from originally? Yeah, i'm originally i was born in israel and at a very young age i moved to seattle with my parents okay and uh, In Seattle, I went to high school. I was the only Jewish kid, only Israeli kid. Oh, wow. Everybody knew it as well because I was very proud of it. I always liked coming in 
with an Israeli hat and an IDF shirt, and everyone is always asking me, sure. you know, what right. are you wearing? Uh, <laughs> and it always, it always brought up a lot of questions. And from there, always a lot of conversation, discussions about Israel. A little bit about Judaism, but mostly about Israel. Uh, conversations turned into somewhat arguments, mm. and I found myself not being able to defend Israel and its heroes and its defense forces because I didn't have any tools. I mean, you, the other side has so many videos, so much media on their side. And when I came, you know, I had a little written article from uh, Ynet or different mm. organizations. It was hard to compete. So the PR and, wasn't, wasn't great, basically. You didn't know and there was no information for you to You're being way too kind. PR was atrocious. <laughs> the PR was <laughs> not even close to uh, what it needed to be. Anyways, uh, obviously, you know, I was still friends with a lot of the a lot of people in high school, and it was something that always uh, hurt me personally because I was never able to defend Israel like I should have. And fast forward a little bit, at the age of eighteen, I made an aliyah uh, to Israel and moved to Kibbutz Kisufim with that man over there, with Yaniv. With Yaniv. Wait. So wait. Before 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 you made the move, how did your parents receive that? I mean, how did well, it come that you wanted to make an aliyah? Did you, did you always know that? Or is it just something that... Yeah. So pretty much, that's the thing. Because I moved from uh, Israel and I always had the IDF shirts and the Israeli hat, it wasn't shocking to my parents that I wanted to, hmm. to do the move. They're very supportive, uh, gratefully. And, uh, and yeah, from there I joined the program and I moved to Kibbutz Kisufib. Mm-hmm. That's where which is on the Gaza, Gaza, close to the Gaza border, right? Exactly, yeah. right on the Gaza Strip, which uh, was also a very great adventure. <laughs> and I enlisted in a unit called Dorev Nachal. It's an elite force in a Nachal battalion. Uh, after two years of my service, I moved to Horeshawan uh, with Yaniv and two other roommates, and we met Ophel, Ophel mm. Solomon. I Ophel see. Just fell down and shut up in our apartment and said, What do you need? <laughs> you know, soldiers, we threw out, We need food. We need, uh, he gave us food. So he said, We need a dryer. He got us a dryer. And then, uh, you know, if you can get us a car, that'd be great. He got us a car. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is how angels work, you know? <laughs> it was just, uh, it was crazy. Still, when I say it out loud, I, it's unbelievable to me because, uh, you know, we have lots of lone soldier friends and uh, they were always shocked and they always wanted to know our secret and who this man was. So finally, they can see who he is. Yeah. And uh, for future lone soldiers can come to Odeshawan and be pampered wow. uh, by this organization. Wow. Yaniv, hi. You've been very patient. You've been sitting down there. You've been very patient and you've been protecting the, uh, the whole conversation. I can feel <laughs> that. <laughs> thanks for thanks for joining Yaniv. You're in St. Louis actually now, right? Yeah, that is correct. I'm currently in uh, in the St. Louis area. First of all, I'd also like to thank you for having us on the show. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure. My pleasure. It's really all and really uh, just thank you. Thank you because you know you are you are with your humanity and your kindness and your and your devotion, you're really allowing everybody else to sit and do what they're doing, you know. So um, so this is this is this is really great. So, 
So let's let's jump a little bit to Yaniv. Yaniv, tell tell us a little bit about uh, about yourself and how do you come? How do you, you know your maybe your maybe your story is a little bit different than Segev. You like you are two separate, so you can tell a different mm-hmm. version. Sure. Well, it's only a little bit different. Um, Segev and I have a very parallel uh, parallel background. So born in Israel, I moved to you the Seattle area, not too. In Washington State, and also at the age of eighteen, Sagev and I moved together in a program called Garin Sabar to join the Israel Defense Forces. We mentioned that we lived in Kisufim, um, which is right along the border with the Gaza Strip, and an interesting added piece of information there is that we really um, I enlisted just a couple of weeks prior to the beginning of operation um, Protective Edge in two thousand fourteen. So while we were in the kibbutz, It was also during a time of war, and I actually have somewhere around here a jar of a of shrapnel from a from wow. rocket that fell not too oh, far wow. from where we oh, wow. from where we lived um so we spent some time in Kibbutz Kisufim with roughly thirty other lone soldiers. I began my service in uh undercover unit called the Amasayosh, which is akin to um mm-hmm, go ahead. No, no, you just get cut off every so often, so you start you said start from the unit you've been in again. So I began my service in uh, in an undercover special operations unit called the Amas Ayosh, which if anybody in your audience has seen the show Fauda, that's the show that's the unit that the uh, show was loosely based on. Um, and during my, where I served as a sniper instructor, roughly around the same time that I transferred myself, Segev, and as Segev mentioned, two other roommates, we moved to the show on. And um, the rest is essentially history. Sega really nailed it. Hmm. Ofer came out of nowhere. And we've really had a very close relationship with him ever since. And our relationship has only gotten stronger even after we finished our military service. And as we've um, acclimated to being civilians, hmm. um, we still play an active role in the organization. And Ofer still helps us. And as we, the mo- however, however much we are capable, we... help offer as well oh this is this is great and and so you two th- this is really wonderful I, uh, you know you two then came up with the idea of um, of really improving and it and it's based maybe on your experience Segev, of not having enough information about the IDF and you really feel like there was uh, it was a wrong it was a a, a um, how do you say it um, Um, it wasn't a good service for the IDF really so you decided to open a to open to make a presence on the web to to bring um, to bring information about about the IDF and to bring the people behind the uniforms how did that idea start that idea of of daytodayheroes.org well and I'll answer this in a in a sort of an example way okay the idea didn't just didn't just come right And me and Yaniv have always listened to podcasts throughout the years. And uh, every time Israel would come up as a subject in countless podcasts, even if it would be just for like two or three minutes, we would constantly talk about it. We'd be like, we can't believe Israel got on there, we're really excited, if it was something good. But a lot of times what ended up happening is because the media was so strong and against Israel, mm-hmm. is that we would see a lot of the podcasts that were general, Right? They didn't pick a side and they brought a guest on and they would trash on Israel. 
and it would always hurt us personally because there was no way, there was nothing Israel had to compete with it, right? What, and we also realized that Israel's biggest enemy, in my opinion, is uh, sound bites. A lot of times, click on CNN or Fox or anything. If you get 10 seconds of a clip that uh, during wartime, mm-hmm. then Israel looks bad. Instead of having a long-form conversation where we get to know the heroes of the security forces of Israel. And that's really when the idea built up. And then we both spoke about it and we said, well, we actually need to help Israel. We want to do, we need to make a change. Mm-hmm. And from there, we, we thought of a podcast, Long Form Conversations. And we thought, okay, so maybe I'll interview and Yaniv will hold a video camera and he has editing skills. But we said, we want to be serious, Kat. We want to go all the way. So we want to include Ophel to hear his, hear his advice and get his help. And he didn't and, just give you uh, an advice. He actually arranged the whole production for you. Oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> we, that's, uh, that's the greatest part of the story. We, we shut up to Ophel, you know, shoulders high. And we said, uh, okay, we, we want to do a podcast. And he said, what's a podcast? And we explained it to him. And... We showed him some examples uh, of a military-style podcast. Some would have examples Joe Rogan, because sometimes he brings military personnel. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, I, I like the idea. Give me a week. I'll think about it. We come back the following week. The whole thing just blew up. He got us Stachy Alevi. Zachi Alevi is a main actor who is also an, an ex-special unit uh, soldier. He's playing in the series Fauda for, for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And was a star lead role in Bethlehem. He's currently working on movies. He knows five languages. Wow. And, and he's married to, to Lucy Arish, which is the first Arab-Israeli major news broadcaster. Yeah, she's wonderful too. She's a... Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. And he also got us a director, Asaf Gordon, and he got us a set in some videos that it just... It, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> we came in with like a little idea that was like, this is really cool. This is really going to change uh, Israel to, okay, now we're playing with the big dogs. We're going to be doing this. We're going to have a website that was designed by Zohar Pomerantz. And it was all these uh, different switches. It was, uh, it was amazing. I'm you know, still kind of blown away by it every time... I like have to tell the stories to other people like now. This is encouraging. (laughs) It is encouraging because, you know, here, this program is called Abracadabra. You know, Abracadabra for whoever, whoever doesn't know in Aramaic means literally I create as I speak. And, and what Segev and Ofer and Yaniv and, and, and Eden are doing really is coming from a place of giving. The place of giving is automatically a recharging place. When we're in a place of giving, we're automatically being recharged and we're receiving it back. It's like, uh, it's like in the old days, we had a dynamo on the, on the bicycles. And when the more we pedal, the more light we get. And it's the same thing. So you, by you doing that, you got to play, as you call it, with the big, with the big shots. And because you're coming from a place of giving, so you're getting back. What mm-hmm. I want to ask, what I want to ask, did the state of Israel... I mean, did they fall asleep on the job as far as the PR? And then when they saw what you're doing, did they come and say to you, Ofer, Segev, this is a wonderful work that you're doing for the, 
for 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 Israel did they ever come come back or was there any conversation between between the channels so it's a two-sided question and I'll, I'll answer it in two ways one Israel does have PR right I mean if you go to their Instagram if you go to yes. ID, their Facebook so it does exist it does it feels passive though it feels passive the way I feel about it is if a government is Of a country defends itself they can try right mm-hmm. but it's harder for someone outside of the country to believe them because it seems biased because they're biased you're right but if you take it from the other side from a, from a private citizen just like us mm-hmm. who built it up and are sharing the stories of the heroes and they're getting to know the person the the picture they had of Israel breaks automatically Because now they get to know it through someone else's eyes, through someone else's ears, through someone else's adventures and, and life. That's true. That's a very good point. You're doing PR too, right? <laughs> Obviously, you're doing PR. That's a good, good thinking. Yes, absolutely. And so everybody wins. Also, the state of Israel doesn't have to pay the money and to work very hard because the citizens are doing. So obviously, the state of Israel is doing something right. With all, the, with all what we hear outside, if, if the citizens are coming up and are really... really defending and fighting and bringing in everybody in their own field then obviously there is something right and there is something very fundamental in in, in being in Israel and being Jewish in the state of Israel it is really well I'd like to yes. elaborate on uh, on what Sega was saying as well is that um, we uh, an audience that we're targeting is specifically the American audience and um, And our podcasts are specifically available in English, and this is no uh, it's, it's no coincidence. You know when you look at a, at a government's PR operations, it's kind of going in every direction, right? Okay, mm-hmm. we need to address we need to have our policies in here, we need to have our politics in here, we need to address um, the United States and Europe and all these various other countries. There's so many directions that a PR campaign uh, Uh, like a national PR campaign really goes um, and we're going in a different direction we're rather niching down we're targeting American audience and we're provide our goal is to provide longer form conversations we'll call it than anything you'd really see provided by by the government at least um, for better or worse because we're not we don't have a political approach right and We're not here with any Sorry. political ideology or political opinions. We all have different political opinions, and so do the people we work with. The purpose here really is we recognize that Israel's military is a very central part of Israeli culture and society. Mm-hmm. And, by dis- and by having these podcasts with Israel's heroes, we're actually giving our goal is to give an insight to Israeli culture culture through that lens so there's a there's a broad scope of what we're covering that's much more uh, sophisticated we could say um, at least in our goal not not in a way that we're tooting our own horn no, no, yeah. um, it's more there's more complex than a uh, PR campaign mm. if that makes any sense yeah for sure absolutely you are really coming from an un well you are biased but you're not you don't have anything politically to 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 contribute in this it's really bringing the the human factor 
And this is really what it is all about. It is bringing the human factor because we're all, we're all kids, we're all parents, we're all children, we're children of the world and really caring for one another. You know, um, in, in one of the conversations last week, I was talking, from a, I was talking about a speech that uh, Rabbi Sachs um, from England <coughs> was talking about. Bless you. Zuntite. Say something correct. And, uh, and uh, it was talking about what really makes a free society. What is a free society? And, and the, the uniqueness that even Moses was talking, uh, telling Israel the three points uh, before entering the state of Israel to make a free society and a free person is that you first have to remember where you come from to take care of your people, to take care of your elders, to take care of the sick, to take care of those who are unable to, and to remember that there is a creator, creator to the world, a creator that creates everything. Those are the three pillars that, are, that, that, can, keep, that can keep a society sustainable and free. And so really what you're doing is really coming from this place. And this is wonderful that there is no any uh, political agenda. It's really just to help a soldier. It doesn't matter if his parents are lefties or they're righties. He's a soldier. He's a soldier that puts his life on the line for our freedom, for the freedom of people, for the freedom of Jews in their state, in, in Israel. So so this is wonderful. And the way that you're doing it is just, is just beautiful. I want to... Uh, Play just to give a, a, an intro to Days to Days Hero by the actor that we're talking about, Tzachi Alevi. There you go. Hi, and welcome to Day to Day Heroes. I'm Tzachi Alevi, and I had a fulfilling career in the Israel Defense Forces, serving as an undercover operative on secretive and high-risk missions. Today, I'm on a different kind of mission to present to you the personal stories of the veterans of the IDF and Israel's security forces. By joining us, you're about to go on a journey that nobody has gone on before. We will laugh and cry together as we find out about the upbringing of these men and women, about what they did during their service in Israel's security forces, and about what impact they are making today. Day-to-day -day Heroes is the place for you to get to know the veterans of Israel's security forces. Sign up below for free to gain access to exclusive content and to stay up to date on all our newest releases. And if you haven't listened to any of the stories yet, I suggest you do. This, this is really encouraging. This is really encouraging. Um, so uh, Ofer was telling on Friday the story in Hebrew, but uh, um, Segev or, or Yaniv can talk about the story of uh, Ziv, this is a 14 and a half year old kid that came, that is a very unique story. Why don't you go and tell, tell us about this, that, that uh, story of that person? I would love to tell it. Uh, it also gives me goosebumps every time I, I wow. think about it. Amazing story. Uh, to say things without giving out too many spoilers. It's about a 14 year old boy, like you said. He's in a wealthy neighborhood up north. And somehow, some way, he got mixed up in the drug world, in a neighborhood really nearby, uh, the cops started trailing him. And right before he got arrested, his dad stopped him and said, I want to take you to a ski vacation. Let's go to the Rocky Mountains. The boy was a little bit hesitant. And he said, well, actually, I have some business to take care of. In the <laughs> business, in Israel, yeah. so I don't know if I can go. And, uh, and the father 
looked at him and said, well, what, what business? You're 14 years old. Let's go. I'm taking on a free ski trip. Then the boy kind of thought about it. He said, okay, but I'll do it under one condition. Uh, only if you promise me we'll be back here in two weeks. So the father says, okay, I promise. They go over to the Rocky Mountains. And he says, I'm going to take you to a boarding school just, just so you can look at it. Just so you can get a feel of it. If you don't like it, we'll leave. And uh, he takes him to the boarding school, takes a look around. There's all these big counselors, you know, marine-looking people. And uh, he tells his son, he's like, uh, listen, uh, yeah, what do you think? And the son says, actually, I, I want to go. I'm not, I'm not too fond of this place. That says, actually, you're staying. The, the son wakes up and he understands that his dad just pulled a real fast one on him. Wow. Looks on the ground, takes up a big rock, is about to hit his dad right on the skull, cracking the skull. And just before, these two Marine counselors tackle him, literally break him in two, tell the father. Figuratively, that is. Yeah. Not literally. Well, they held them down. They yes, yes, yes. And tell the father, well, you can go now. And the father takes out his son's backpack from the car and goes back to Israel. To make a long story short, wow. without spoilers, of course, uh, after three years, his son comes back, joins the Navy SEALs wow. of Israel. I got goosebumps, man. It's, <laughs> it's a crazy story. And it doesn't even... This is just some of the stories as well, just so you know. The so other he's one, today, so he joined the Navy SEAL, and he's a big, he's a big... Uh... He's a really big deal. He did. He, he was in charge of a lot of the missions, as well as some of the really, really big ones that I won't spoil here. Yeah. That's a podcast when it comes out. And unfortunately, during one of his uh, missions, his good friend, Neil, uh, Neil Kreutzmann. Sorry, mm. thank you. Uh, he passed away, uh, and he killed in a mission. He got killed in a mission, mm. and uh, during this, he went to his dad, to Neil's dad, uh, Ziv Gilshoni, the son, and he told him, uh, "Listen, I want to, I want to open something in your son's name. I want to make mm. your your son Neil. Mm. I want to make him something big, and I want to." I have an idea. I want to open up a nonprofit and mm-hmm. a board. Exactly what I had in Idaho. Copy paste. We'll put it in Israel. And we'll make a lot of your sons. Like Nir and Nirim. Mm. Multiple Nirim. Plural. Like plurals. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And the idea took off. And now there's a boarding school with, with a lot of troubled kids that were in Ziv's position and now they went to that boarding school in Israel and they're going off to do amazing things. In fact, two of the students there in Nir, in Irim, were uh, two Muslim kids. They were off in East mm. Jerusalem and uh, causing trouble. Their mom got really worried and she just, she sent them off to Nirim in hopes that they don't become they don't become uh, criminals, that they don't yeah. go off to because that was their path. Originally, that's what she was saying. And after them going to Nirim, they both went to combat uh, 
they both went to the army to Golani, which is the the combat the of top the of combat. the line combat uh, division. Exactly. Yeah, and they guarded on the lines where, uh, if I can say this correctly, right on the border between the West Bank and Israel. They guarded one of them became an officer, and the other one is a commander. It's, no more, no more, no more. Sorry, sorry. So, so, so here's the thing. Day to day, Every time I say it, that's I right. So, so let's 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 kill the spoilers. So there are no spoilers. Heroes.org and listen. Yes. So, so this whole purpose is really is that's the guy. You got you got us a little bit interested, and now uh, it's like the you know when you start a movie and then they give you a commercial. So, exactly. So this is. So this is really a, a, a teaser. This program really is, is, is an invitation for each one of you to, to come to, look, to go to daytodayheroes.org. That's where the podcast is, to visit uh, Soldiers of Gold, Chayalim Shel Zahav, for those of you who are practicing your Hebrew. And it's really an encouragement for each one of you to go to this wonderful program uh, and, and to check out the podcast and to bring light to the world. And to and bring light I, to the humanity. I, what was that? No, no, sorry, keep going. No, it's okay. And and so so this this is really this is really the work of these wonderful four. And um, if there is if there is any way that uh, that we can, you know what what we'll do? Do you have a way that people can donate and people can contribute and people can do whatever they can in their capacity, whether they want to donate funds, whether they maybe they're in Israel and they're listening to this because there are many Americans moved to Israel and they want to be part of it. And so they can help in either um, uh, items or, or funds. They can go to where? Yes. Uh, if you'd like to donate and help us uh, to bring more stories, uh, Ziv Gershoni is one of the many stories we have. Ziv Gershoni is the 14-year-old kid story. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, go and email us at donations at daytodayheroes.org. Okay. When you email us through there, we'll be able to give you more information of how to donate and how to help. .org. Daytodayheroes.org. Org is an organization. Anyway, the email is here. The email is underneath here, uh, underneath this, uh, this, uh, these windows. And uh, I wanted to ask you something, and maybe this is reserved for the podcast. I have no idea. But, you know, people like Ziv, right, the 14-year-old kid that uh, suddenly his dad is taking him, and for three years, so we don't tell you, for three years he didn't come back home. Is that right? We're going to need to leave that part. Ah, okay. <laughs> and, and, and what's interesting is probably you're talking about the podcast is what kind of a relationship Ziv has now with his parents after them pulling fast one on him. You know, is he, you know, this is, these are really fascinating stories. And it's fascinating stories because they're human stories, but moreover, because these are the stories of the people behind these uniforms that many people are seeing in the media in this news that I don't call it really news, you know, it is, it is really a disinformation and a disservice and creating more hatred and uh, creating more separation between people. And where we are today is really a time of connectedness, time of coming together, time of giving, time of being in harmony. So this is as much as we can, especially during these crazy chronic times. Um, and it's funny, it's funny you say that actually, because when me and Yaniv started this, uh, started this idea, one of the main topics we had was, 
how are we going to bring guests? We know they're out there, we've heard of them, but how do we bring them in? And uh, we spoke a lot about Ofer and how he got, he, he got the set, he got Sachi. He, he, he helped yeah. us get people that were on board. And truly, Eden here, his son, he was able to find stories like he was prepared years ahead. He just started scrolling through his phone and says, I have, I have this guy. Uh, he ran away from Iran and joined the IDF. He'll be a good story. And Ziv and Tomo Baldano, first podcast, the, the symbol of the Second Lebanon War. It's just, it's incredible to see how these stories come to life. This and it's wonderful. even more astonishing to see how each person on this team is able to bring, uh, to bring, I don't want to say something to the table because we bring everything to the table, but. Uh, to bring the I uniqueness. Want, uh, Everybody is uh, unique. Everybody uh, brings their own story to, to, to the table and to what it is. Um, Yaniv, uh, how are you, how is it going there in St. Louis with, uh, are, are you, by the way, are you living, are you visiting in St. Louis? Are you on a secret mission? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always on secret Obviously, mission. obviously you can't tell us because otherwise we'll be iced, you know, you can't tell us. That. Right, but exactly, exactly. Like, no, I'm, yeah. uh, I'm in the States, you know, I can't, I can't particularly discuss uh, no, no, I get what that. we're doing, but I'm here speaking to various uh, organizations and uh, I won't tell you too much, but right now, specifically, I am visiting my family. They live out here in St. Louis. Okay. Now, now you were... I couldn't hear you. Say again, you, your audio got cut off. Yes. Um, can you hear me all right? Now I can kind of hear you, yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? So, specifically, now you're visiting your family, and you okay. continued to say something, but you were muted. No, showing. Um, special I, I guess all this. I guess all this cut off on the audio is because you couldn't talk about what you're doing and where you are. I guess so. Listen, Yaniv is soldier number zero zero one. Second is zero zero two. Today we are seventy seventy um, sold, lonely soldiers. Okay. So you have seventy seventy lone soldiers that you're taking care of. Yeah. Now and this is need... amazing. How you how you're all how you're doing this yeah, because this is like now I'm visiting my family, but I'm also making uh, making the rounds here in the. Okay. Okay. I will I will explain to you the problem. The problem is Yaniv is zero zero one. Okay. Zero zero two. We just sent zero zero seven, James Bond. <laughs> we sent him not to tell you what a special <laughs> secret he is doing now. You understand? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so all the time he will start to speak about his mission, the volume will, will be bad. <laughs> Okay, תישאר ככה. So, Yaniv... What is that? Don't move, so the phone doesn't get confused. Don't move, so the, so the network stays good. Yaniv, I wanted to ask you about, you know, we're talking about um, the humanity of the IDF. And the humanity of the soldiers, the way that the Israeli soldiers and the army 
the codes of the army are really unlike others. The caring for others and the extra cautious, the extra caution that that soldiers take, for example, uh, before engaging, uh, like the rules of engagement. And there are spe- specific things that are unique to to the IDF than others, and and this is part of the the humanity factor. So I wanted to, if you can expand on that a little bit. Yeah, of course. Um, look, the Israeli military is different from other militaries in that it operates almost exclusively in very densely populated urban environments. And we don't fight, you know, we're not in combat against traditional military. These aren't front lines in the traditional sense. It's, um, it's a lot of combat against guerrilla forces and terrorist organizations that hide within a civilian population. So Israel's, uh, the Israeli military's rules of engagement are, are held, at, by, held to a very high regard. And there are standards that's very strictly adhered to um, because we do not want to harm any civilians whatsoever. Um, and, and collateral, the standard, the acceptable level of collateral damage in an Israeli operation is much lower than in the, than the acceptable level in many other militaries. And I think that's, I think part of the reason for that is because Israel does hold itself to a standard of morality or we try to hold ourselves to a standard of morality um, as does our, uh, as does our military. And it sets us apart from the terrorist organizations and the guerrilla forces in the, um, in the region. And I, myself personally, I can give you examples from, from some of the operations that the uh, undercover unit that I was in participates in. We, um, you know, when we have like the, uh, the maps of the target destination where we're going to be performing the operation, it's very clearly marked for us which areas are densely populated because there's schools, mm-hmm. mosques, hospitals, police stations, of course, anything of this sort where there's, where there's a high chance of civilian casualties or even will even plan the operations around the times when, for example, there's a call to prayer and everybody's going to the mosque at five in the morning. Well, that's not a good time to carry out an operation because there's a lot of civilians in the area. Hmm. Um, so things along those lines, really uh, meticulously planned operations and a lot of attention is dedicated um, to minimizing even the potential of collateral damage. This is great. And this is really separating. This is really what separates the idea from others because, I mean, the whole purpose of, if you think just about the idea, the whole purpose of, of, of creating an attack or defending is really to create the attack. And now you have the attacker that is considering the uh, the other side before releasing. I remember also in other situations where you would, where the IDF would drop pamphlets warning the civilians, telling, why don't you leave now because soon we're going to attack. You know, it's th- those kind of things that, that you don't see in any other place in the world. And this is what is, this is what is missing, that this is what is missing the way that I see that it is not an attacker, it is really a protector. And, and the protector that is, uh, that is working to protect. And to protect is, is really protecting life. Uh, that doesn't have to, uh, that is Correct. not, yeah. right? It's, 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 it's that how I see it. So this is really, this is really wonderful. Yeah. Bless your heart, that's really, that's really the goal. And look, 
you know, war and combat, it's not butterflies and uh, butterflies and rainbows. It's certainly ugly. And anybody who knows anything about, about combat circumstances knows that there aren't any rules, really. Um, but from the top down, the Israeli military does make a lot of effort, significant effort, to minimize the risk to, to civilians. And it's difficult, right? You could say that it's strategically flawed, um, but that's that's what we do. That's what we try to do. Yeah, you know, the difference is... Uh, and the enemy always takes advantage of it. No matter what, how much more we try to put out, well, yeah. we put out, they take full advantage. And, and if we say we're going to attack it at a certain time, at a certain place so to bring down a building, they'll shove their civilians in that territory. Yeah, they're using civilians as human shields. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's not new. They've always done that. But that will be also their downfall because, you know, their own people are... But, you know, this is a whole different... This is a whole... And, and really what, what, what we're trying to bring here, what I want to bring here is really not how strategically important this is or that is, but really to show the humanity because at the end of the day, especially during these times, we are, we are really coming into a bottleneck of uh, uh, energetic explosions. We're seeing many, many things that are, that are shifting, many changes, a lot of turmoil in the world. And this whole coronic era is really a... Uh, something that is uh, beyond. I mean, we couldn't write a better script. You want to tell me that there is not a creator for the world? I mean, this this is how this whole thing has been going down is is really is really uh, unhuman. And so, really, to bring this uh, this program, really to bring the the humanity part of of humans, really what uh, how we are how we're looking at things, how we feel about the others. And really, at the end of the day, we all want to sit down, drink a cup of coffee, and play backgammon, right? Beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> we want to play sheshbesh. Sheshbesh is backgammon. You know, this is the thing, this is the thing about, the, about uh, the culture. That's also about our... The... Uh... What? Can you hear me right there? Yeah, so what I'm saying is that also bringing it back to day-to-day -day heroes, which you're welcome to visit us at daytodayheroes.org, is we specifically were looking for the stories. Um, you know, we wanted the, the big heroes, the big special forces guys to come into this podcast in an hour discussion, hour and a half discussion, and we want them to cry, right? We want them to laugh. We want them to express why they did what they did or why they didn't do what they didn't do and why they regret it or why they're proud of it to bring out that that human aspect yeah that's wonderful that's so beautiful i'm really proud of you guys and i'm proud to be talking with you and i'm really honored to have you um to have you here and and uh for you everyone who is watching daytodayheroes.org you have the podcast this email down here is how to donate and how to contact offer segev eden yaniv all these wonderful guys to support the kids so if you have a child that is thinking about or a kid is thinking about going to israel and joining the idf contact these guys they will take care of him or her Bring him to me. Bring they will. Him to me. They will take care of them. They will. They'll just have the the best time of their lives, you know. Yet, and and so, I really, I'm really blessed. And thank you guys very much for for being here. If you have a few words, yeah, last words. Go ahead. 
Sorry. Uh, we have Facebook, facebook.com slash Daddy Day Heroes, Instagram.com slash Daddy Day Heroes, and of course our website, daytodayheroes.org, where you can subscribe, see more content, and see the first podcast. And join our community. Absolutely. Exactly. So when you join the community, when you give us a follow or like, it really helps the cause. And it, it's something that now might seem small, but in the future times, it'll push Israel's uh, Defense Forces heroes up to, it'll expose them to the world. And this way everyone can get to know them and uh, it'll, help, it'll, it'll help a lot. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Help me. Help me to help them, both of them, bring the, the story of uh, Israeli Defense Force, the heroes. Help me to um, help them to find the dream to make the, the podcast, that the dream come true. And thank you for everybody for listening us and uh, to all the people that uh, want to help us you got all the address and thank you Elan for everything that you are doing for us absolutely thank you thank God thank you for being here thank you uh, thank you Ofer thank you Segev thank you Eden thank you Yaniv thank you for you who are here took the time and the courage to open your heart and to see really what is beyond the veil of what is being put in front of us. Thank you very much. This is Abracadabra. Create what you speak. Make magic. Be truthful to yourself. I'm Ilan Azulai, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. להתחיל לאסוף את השברים אולי זה יותר להתחיל קצת למהר להתחיל להסתדר ולאסוף קצת רעה אולי מקום אחר מקום יותר
We were talking about Sachi Alevi, who is uh, is the main actor in the series uh, Fauda and many other uh, projects that are coming up, and he's actually leading the campaign of days to days hero day to day heroes dot org, and you'll see him on the website. And he was uh, scheduled to be here uh, to join us, but instead he prepared us this. Thank you, Sachi, for uh, for being here and for uh, sharing this wonderful. Uh, message. I appreciate your time and hope to see you soon again. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock band like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Oh, welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that the no, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric acid.